0: I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the spring.
1: Good morning.
0: Let's pray. Good and gracious God, as we come here today, we just ask for your blessing to be upon us, for it to be well with our soul, that we could set aside those things on our hearts and minds that are keeping us from you, and just for this time together, that we would find you, Lord, and hear your words, and write them upon our hearts. In your awesome name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, church. What a wonderful day, happy 4th of July, 5th of July, Independence Weekend, we're so excited, we're glad that you are here with us today, Um, and did you all catch that Angel, and Jared, and Joseph are here, what a blessing that you all are, Um, and you all can go sit down, you don't have to keep standing up there, Uh, it's kind of weird when they just stand and look at me the whole time, so um, we're just glad. We are very privileged to have them, aren't we? Um, sometimes I feel like all you need is Angel to sing. You don't really even need my sermon, but that's okay. I'll, I've got one anyway. Is that okay, Angel? She says it's good. Okay, um, I want to read to you from Romans chapter 12. We're going to go verses 9 through 21. Um, if you want to follow along with me on your own Bible app, or it's going to be posted here in a little bit as well. Um, but I'm reading from the NIV version. And this is Paul's direction to the Romans about loving and accepting one another. So if you will, listen to this with me this day. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, "It is mine to avenge; I will repay," says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him; if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. And do not overcome. Do not. Be but overcome evil with good. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, as you have poured out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, Lord, we ask that you bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts to be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Well, I hope that um, you had a wonderful Fourth of July yesterday and that you got to celebrate with fireworks. And um, you know, that's one of the things, I think, in this country, even though oftentimes we can be divided, that uh, we can come together on Independence Day and some, hopefully, other holidays, too, where we can really just be united in our joy and in our celebration. And, you know, it reminds me of my very favorite Fourth of July this was when I worked in Washington, D.C. It was between my um, sophomore and junior year of college, and I interned there for somebody who was an alumni of the college that I went to. Uh, He had a PR business, uh, still does, and it was a wonderful, wonderful time. PR, D.C. was where I worked, and on that 4th of July, um, I was told that I had to go stand on the Capitol steps and watch the fireworks. Um, Just was what I So I did, and it was the most beautiful and magnificent 4th of July that I've ever had. Um, Just a a short month or so later, um, I came back on August 11th, 2001. Uh, So just a month before September 11th. And I just, that time really just set in my soul that we could all be standing there and just excited watching these fireworks. And, you know, I think as we talk about um, this neighbor series that we're in, and and that's the truth. We're in this neighbor series, and we're trying to figure out what God is asking us to do to to share our love and um, our care for one another. In this neighbor series, Paul speaks very directly to what it means to love one another. He tells us specifically what we must do and what Do and how important it is for us to not let that evil and that anger or um, jealousy or just that that tendency to want to divide ourselves overcome who we are as Christians because this is what God has called us to do to live together in harmony. That's one of the words that Paul uses in Romans here that we must live in harmony with one another. And you know, this week I I got to watch a, a really If you've seen that, uh, let me know. Send me a like or raise your hand here if you're at church. It is an awesome movie. You know, we watched Mr. Rogers all the time when I was growing up. I absolutely love Mr. Rogers. Uh, As an adult, I found out later that he was a Presbyterian pastor, and that was actually his mission was to bring the word of God and bring the goodness of God to people through TV and through children's ministry. So he was ordained minister as a Presbyterian, and his job was to share the good news of Jesus Christ through television, which is pretty cool. But just in this movie, his acceptance and, and patience for people who are broken finances, um, maybe it's your job, maybe it's just this crazy world that we live in right now that things seem so completely out of control, and there's a lot of brokenness that happens. And and through this movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, you see how Mr. Rogers tries to help uh, the main character uh, to deal with his feelings and to deal with his grief. Sadness in the world, you know, it makes me really believe that this is the kind of neighbor that we're supposed to be, who truly cares for one another. I don't know if that's my hair. Did that just? Sorry about that. Hold that down. Um, it Makes me believe that that's the kind of neighbor that we're truly supposed to be. You know, um, maybe you've been around people who have this kind of love and kindness, the way that Mister Rogers does. Uh, it's something that is not uh, not that you don't see all the time. But it's where maybe somebody makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room. Have you ever been around somebody like that? Who makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room. I'm sure that that's what Jesus was like. I know it, in fact. That the most interesting and important conversation that he was having was the conversation he was having right then. And he was truly with you. And the thing of it is, we live in this culture and this world, where we're always trying to move on to the next, move on to the next, move on to the next, that we forget that in this moment, that in this time, this is where the ministry happens. This is where we share the good news of Jesus Christ by making somebody feel important in their lives by truly caring about them the way that Jesus truly cares. You know, it's funny, Um, this trait does not uh, necessarily come easy for certain people, but my husband does it fantastic, and his whole family, they are fabulous at this, where if you are talking to them, it does not matter the time that it takes, that is the most important thing, and it's incredible, it's such a wonderful feeling, when was the last time that you let those people in your life know that you truly care? giving them your time and being patient and understanding. You know, Paul says to hate what is evil and to cling to what is good. We are supposed to cling to this goodness. something that we really struggle with as human beings, and that's with being uh, jealous of one another. And in that jealousy, we don't celebrate our neighbor's uh, joys, that we somehow see those joys as something against us, see those joys as a failure in our life. And we are told by by Paul that love must be genuine. And oftentimes we can look at other people and we can see what they have. Our neighbors. We can see um, their house, their car, their job, their life, and just wish that we had their life. And we can be jealous about it. And that jealousy keeps us from truly caring and loving one another. That jealousy keeps us from truly being In the joys of our neighbors. That jealousy tears down the relationships that we have with one another. And I see it all the time. And the truth is, you have what you have. God has given you what you have. And if you spend time being jealous of other people and being jealous of what they have, See, our job is to celebrate together with our neighbors. In this crazy world that seems so divided, our job is to celebrate with each other. To celebrate the good things that are happening. And not get caught up in this um, wishing you had what they did or whatever it is that keeps us from truly loving one another and spending that time with each other making others feel like the most important person in the room as we let jealousy get in the way.
1: You know, I was looking up um, what
0: are some of the, the most horrible, you know, jealous stories, and I was um, Googling it, and I came across some really inappropriate things that I'm not going to repeat. Um, you'll have to text me, and I'll share it with you. But I'm going to share with you, too, that I think are semi-appropriate that you can hear, in uh, mixed company here. My, I know my kids are are watching. So there is a jealous husband and this is a true story. I'm not making this up. It is not for the purpose of my sermon. There was a jealous husband who divorced his wife after she kissed a horse. True story. Isn't that interesting? And then the second one that I thought was uh, funny that there's a girlfriend in England who makes her boyfriend take a lie detector test every time he comes home. You know, jealousy can do some crazy things to us, can it? I thought those things were pretty funny. It, but you know what? Jealousy can also lead you down a dark path. And you have to avoid it at all costs. Because jealousy keeps us from truly loving our neighbor and being patient. And and caring and celebrating the good things in their life.
1: The good things that happen to our
0: neighbors, it is not a reflection of failure in your life. It's a reflection of goodness. You know, I, I see it like, you know, when the, when the goodness of God shines down on someone and blesses them in some way, and I'm not sure um, if, you've, if I've talked to you about this before, but it's the it's, I feel like it's sunbeam, right? When God blesses you in a certain way, and There's good things that are happening. It's like a sunbeam. And when you're jealous, you stand back and you point away from it and you turn away from the light. But what God wants you to do is to step into the light with that person and share in the joy and the love of what is good and what is going on. We have to be grateful and not jealous of one another. It's one of the Ten Commandments. Don't covet, right? to want what other people have instead we have to be happy for them and we have to be happy for the things that we have we have to celebrate their accomplishments because let me tell you the other side of that coin of celebrating our neighbors and the good things that are happening to them is also to be with them in the times of grief as a neighbor that is our job to show that genuine love not just show up for good things but also show up when there's bad and be there for one another and care for one another. And I don't know about you, but I have been through times where You know, we don't have to have the answers when things don't go well. We don't have to have the answers when things don't go well. We don't have to have the answers. You know, um, oftentimes I joke, and this really is a a true thing, that if I uh, weren't a pastor, that I would have my job be like a bouncer at every funeral service. And I say that because people say such dumb things to people who are grieving. And so my job would be to interview people at the door. What are you going to say to so-and-so? Okay? Sign your name. Time to leave because what you have to say is not going to help. You know, and, and often we look for those words when somebody is grieving. And so we'll say things like, oh, it was his time. You don't mean that bad. But if you're the hearer of that, it is bad. Or God needed them more than you did. It's also not helpful. Because you needed that person pretty bad, didn't you? Why would God take them away? So the best advice that you can have, and I can share this with you, when someone is in grief, is just to let them know you're there and that you love them. Don't try to pull from the universe some wonderful thing to say to truly help them in their grief because it's not about you it's about being there for them we have to celebrate with one another in our joys and not let jealousy get in the way and then we have to be with each other in our grief and not let trying to have all the answers of the world get in the way and this is how we can cross that great divide of what makes us different from one another and truly love each other and truly be there for one another We are meant to do this alone. And we get so caught up in thinking about ourselves so much. And Paul tells us this in the scripture, and Jesus tells us time and time again, this isn't about us, this is about God. And how can we share the love of God with one another? So in this Neighbor series, you could probably take a few notes from Mr. Rogers. If you haven't seen that movie, beautiful day in the neighborhood, you should. It's fabulous. To really care about someone, our neighbors. To experience life with them and joy and success and sadness and grief. This is what God has called us to do as neighbors. Not to try to point out how we're right and they're wrong or try to tear each other down, but try to build Other up. So I want to give you a challenge this week. This actually comes um, from one of the things Mr. Rogers used to do, and I think it's pretty fabulous. Um, I want you to take a minute of silence every day, every day, to reflect on all the people who have loved you into being. And you know what? I'm going to take that right now. So if you will take this. Minute of silence with me, that we can reflect on all the people who loved us into being. Will you do that with. Me? think about all the people who have loved you and who love you right now. And so this is my challenge for you this week. If you're struggling with jealousy, if you're struggling with grief, if you're struggling with anger, if you're struggling with being patient for people, if you're struggling with all of that, my challenge for you is to every single day this week, and I'll see you next Sunday when we can check in, take a minute of silence reflect on all the people who have loved you into being. And i got to tell you that God loves you and knew you before you were born and wanted the world to have you, specifically you. Don't let anger and jealousy and just impatience with people change what God has created in you. so glad um, I was able to, to share this message with you because I think it's powerful. Will you pray with me this day? Good and gracious God, thank you so much for loving us. Help us, Lord, not to let jealousy or anger or impatience keep us from being the type of neighbor that we are supposed to be. Help us, Lord, to make others feel most important person to us. Help us to share your love. In your awesome name we pray. Just absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? Uh, this morning we ask that you continue to share in your love of God through your ties and your offerings. You can do that online at esmethodist.com. You can do that um, by dropping it off here at the church or you can uh, mail it to us as well. But we ask that you give as God has first given to you. And what you do here for the church, for our church, for our community, goes to our community and it helps those. It helps those um, all around us. It helps us to be good neighbors. So we ask that you give as God has directed your heart. You know it's uh, so awesome to watch people who truly love what they do, and I don't know if you saw them dancing a little bit here, it was fabulous. Also, I am able to watch this live uh, when I'm not up here preaching on my phone, and I've got like a little crown of like flags behind me. You see that? It's so pretty. Okay, looks awesome, and it matches my outfit. Um, so glad that. Join us this day. Go forth from this place with the love and the joy of Jesus Christ. Be that good neighbor. Do something good. Don't be jealous or angry or impatient. And do those things that God has called you to do. Thanks for coming today. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast of the spring. Tune in every Sunday evening for the next rejuvenating podcast of music and messages from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. God bless you and have a great day.